Have you ever wondered if God really cares about the details of your health and how you're feeling physically? Do you question if God can really give you the answers and provide a way for you to live as your healthiest self in this life? Well, I'll give you a hint. God cares and God knows. And today's special guest is going to share all about her story. From having to leave ministry because of chronic illness to God leading her on a long path of health and healing to how she helps women just like you today, you'll get all the details. Today's guest is Allison Jordan. She is a functional medicine health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, and in addition to those fancy credentials, is also a marathon runner, author, wife, mama, and seeker of all things better health and better life. She helps women end bloating and constipation through functional lab testing and rad science. As you'll hear her share, she ended up doing this when God led her through her own journey of illness that no doctor could fix. While she prayed repeatedly for God to heal her, instead, he led her to functional lab testing and an understanding of why traditional health advice isn't healing women or giving them the health that they want. She founded Better Belly Therapies to help both local and virtual clients who are searching for answers but have hit a dead end in gut health solutions. I'm so excited to share this and I pray you are encouraged to keep seeking the Lord, listening for Him, and walking in each next step that He guides you to, even when it doesn't make sense. I know you'll be blessed by this conversation, so grab a notebook and your Bible and let's get into it. Oh, also, This is only part one of the amazing conversation, so be sure to tune in next week to hear all about the nitty-gritty of what Allison does and hear about the special offer she has for those who are listening to this podcast. Hey, sweet friend. Welcome to Healthy and Empowered Living. Do you want to consistently make your best choices so you can finally get healthy for good? Do you find yourself up late at night searching recipes for healthier family meals, motivation to work out, or does God really care about my health? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel frustrated that you can't follow through or guilty that it's taking away precious time from your kids again? Hey, I'm Lauren. I too was a mom who wanted to get healthy. I too worried that I wasn't prioritizing my time well and wished that I could finally let go and let God. I wanted confidence and freedom to love my body and food and have more energy for the things that really mattered to me. But I kept telling myself that I'd never have the discipline to consistently make healthy choices or do the things that God was asking me to do until I found a little secret that helped me redefine health God's way. In this podcast, you will find all the motivation and encouragement you need to live healthy consistently through simple lifestyle habits and a biblical mindset so that you will live in true confidence, joy, and freedom as the mom God created you to be. So pop in those earbuds, reheat your coffee again, and let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Healthy and Empowered Living Podcast. I am so excited to have a new friend on today, Allison Jordan. Welcome to the show, Allison. Hey, thanks for having me. I cannot wait to see what God has for us in this conversation. So let's just jump right in. Will you tell us a little bit more about yourself, your story, how you came to help women in the way that you do today? For sure, Lauren. So um, I never planned to be a gut health, anything, not even in the health field. I was an English major. I really liked books and storytelling and writing well. And um, right after college, I was doing ministry. I was in ministry with crew or Campus Crusade Mm -hmm. for Christ, uh, doing outreach with college students. And my health just tanked. Uh, Prior to this point, I was an ex-gymnast. I had run a half marathon. I could cook my own food. I made my own meals. I, I considered myself healthy, right? And I suddenly couldn't sleep at all through the night. I was having this horrible gas. I went dairy free, which helped a lot of things. And then a few months later, it was almost like 
I was checking on my food and being like, am I getting dairy? Cause all of my symptoms had come back even without eating dairy. I had no grid for this. Um, other than the fact that my dad is a doctor, but even he was like, I don't know. Like, um, I, of course I'm going to all these doctors and they, they give it some lame name that gives you nothing actionable to do. They're like, ah, oh, it's IBS. I'm super constipated. I talk about poop all the time. It's super normal. So hope that's okay. I'm used to it. Um, super constipated was my number one symptom, but in tons of pain, like, it was just could not, I like was losing hair because I couldn't eat enough. Like I, I, I couldn't, it hurt to eat. It hurt to not eat. Everything hurt all the time. And so I didn't think I was going to find a solution. But what happened is I found two big things that impacted my life. Both of those times that they impacted my personal health, I thought that I wouldn't be able to do it. I was like, ah, I missed the boat. I have to be some higher fancy credential. I won't be able to do it. The Lord opened up doors and said, no, actually you can do these things. And I thought that there needs to be more of this. People are suffering just like me. I meet them all the time. It's like you talk to somebody, you tell them your health story and they say, oh, I have a friend who also has gut health problems, right? Like who doesn't have that friend who's like, it hurts every time that that friend eats or their belly hurts or they feel like they're bloated or they're unbuttoning their pants. Like they're just miserable. Right. And so I really felt like the Lord encouraged me to take a shift, honestly, through heavier handedness than I preferred, forced me to start a business more or less. And here I am continuing working today and changing the lives of women. That is awesome. I love it. And I totally agree that like, you know, belly issues, gut health, all that kind of stuff. Like it is so much more common than like any of us really know about. Cause it's like, we're not very open about talking about things like that. We kind of just deal with it a lot of the time. So I'm so glad that you do what you do and you're here sharing with us. I know that the women listening are going to be so blessed. So I'm curious to know a little bit more. You mentioned like the Lord opened doors for you. What was it like for you to hear direction from the Lord in what to do in your health specifically? So I like to split up hearing from the Lord and like working with him in that partnership of like moving forward in your life in any area. I like to split up into macro and micro. And so macro hearing from the Lord in my mind is like the big decisions, the things that you look back and you're like, that was a pivotal point. Sometimes, you know, it's pivotal in the moment. Sometimes you don't, but there's the macro decisions and then there's the micro decisions. So, so I wanted to share a couple examples from both because they, the micro decisions impact even just your awareness that a macro decision has come up and just the how how used to it we are in like just listening to the father and and recognizing his voice because he can sometimes call us to do scary things so I want to start with um, some micro decisions so number one like 2015 was my big year of like sickness and I was going to a church at the time that believes in healing prayer. And that was like very not a part of my church background, but I was feeling challenged by the Lord to say, you know, believe in me, like believe that I am powerful. Like, don't, don't just think that it's too scary to believe that I might heal you. And then it not happen. And like, just not touch that thing. Mm -hmm. And there was one day where I felt like the Lord said to me to have a friend of mine, put her hand on my back and pray for me. And I thought, Lord, my problems in my belly. That's on the front of my body. <laughs> like, this is how small this is. And the reason I remember is because I'm like, this is so stupid, but I had her pray. She's a physical therapist too. So I'm like, I'm having this health professional pray for my gut health problems on my back. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> and 
what I didn't know. And, and I remember it because about two years later, I was doing, I had finished massage therapy school, which was the next step I took. Didn't realize it was still going to put me into the gut health realm, but I was learning a manual therapy called visceral manipulation. And it's one of the key tools I use to help women overcome their gut health problems. It helps release restrictions that are around organs. So I'm in a course and we're learning about anatomy. This is where it gets detailed. I'm like, the Lord is, he knows so much, right? And I'm learning that the small intestines attach to the back wall of your body, right in front of your low back. Oh my gosh. And if there's restrictions, then it will, it can cause low back pain, low back stiffness, bloating, discomfort, indigestion, all these different problems. And I had someone work on it on me. And I'm like, it felt like the exact same pain I had been dealing with in 2015. Mm -hmm. So I had restrictions in my small intestine and I felt like the Lord's just laughing in the background. Like, like the prayer, I don't even know if it did anything, but I felt like he's saying, I was opening the door to this being your miracle Mm -hmm. two years ago. I was there with you. That's the micro stuff where you're just like, it didn't, immediately flowers everywhere. You know, it happens for some people for sure. I have had seen people miraculously healed, but I do believe that God's miracle for me was finding the modalities and the ways that I heal people now, partly so that I can confer that and like give it away. So it's like a micro thing. Um, A macro decision would be um, actually doing massage therapy school. When I was considering doing it, it was because I felt like I had to leave my job because I was so sick. I actually couldn't work the hours required to be in ministry. It's like late nights, weekends. Um, you're like, it's just a lot of on your feet work and it needed something different. And so I ended up revisiting just an old idea I had of doing massage therapy school. The school schooling would have taken me all of my savings and required me to work all of my off days from school without any Sabbath. And I remember telling the Lord, I strongly believe in Sabbath. I don't think it'll be good for me physically to do something this rigorous. What if I delayed starting the school six months so I could work and save up? Mm -hmm. And I felt like he's like, no, you need to do this now. Apply now. So I literally in faith go to my massage therapy school, which is part of how I ended up getting increasing amounts of healing which I didn't know yet. (laughs) Um, And I'm applying for it. And I find out that I have access to a scholarship that ended up paying for 50% of my tuition and paying me for housing, which I already had, but I just get like a housing stipend that I wouldn't have had access to six months later. It would have expired. And so like, and I had no idea that I had this available to me, like none, zero uh-huh. awareness. And it was some military thing that my dad had, like, it's just not on my radar. Yeah. And so that's like a macro decision to start now, uh-huh. even when you literally don't know how you're going to pay for it or, or physically survive the gruel of like schooling and work. And then the Lord is like, I could reduce the number of days I was going to work. And I was literally getting paid more because of the housing stipend. I literally netted more than I normally would have going to school. Yeah. So like, that's a macro decision. And I didn't like, that doesn't directly, I haven't told the the health story because honestly, it's like super nerdy and I get into like anatomy and, and I can go there, but like, that's where that's just an example of a macro decision. Well, I think that's such a good place to start. I mean, like the key here that I, I want to point out is that like you were asking the Lord, like, what do I do? 
Um, you know, I want your direction. It wasn't like, oh, well, so-and-so said this was a good idea in my work. And so I'm going to give that a try. Or, you know, all this other diet says I should try and do this. Like you had done that and you were like, um, yeah, that didn't work. I'm going to pursue the Lord. And even if it feels like, like, I love that you mentioned that, that micro, um, you know, hearing from the Lord, like he had you do this thing that really didn't make sense at the time, but you did it and you were faithful and you kind of moved on. And then, you know, he brings that back to remembrance at a time when you had context for understanding, like why he was going to do that. And like, it's so good. And in it, I can just see that like it built up your faith in like the little things, right. So that, you know, you can trust him in the big things too. And like, that's what I'm super passionate about when it comes to helping women hear from the Lord and seek the Lord in their health is like, you can trust him in these little things because he knows, he knows you uniquely, like he knit you together. Right. But he also understands everything about how this world works. And so we can trust him with the little things in our health and in our personal life. And then we can go and we can take big steps of faith into what he wants us to do to make an impact in the world. Like that's why this is so important to me. So thank you so much for sharing that. (laughs) Yeah. And I also want to highlight that there was no point. There was no point in my journey where I had a master plan for how XYZ choice I was making was going to fix my gut. Like that was always the goal. Like I always hoped that if I made a change, whether it was dietary or whatever I was doing, some investment that I was making, like the hope is that you're going to make some impact or learn something about your body. But, but it was all about just following him. Mm -hmm. Like what I love about what you are preaching, dare I say that word, on your podcast, it's a good word in my mind, <laughs> preach, um, what you're sharing on your podcast and, and encouraging women to do is like, don't wait for the master plan. Like, listen to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he's only usually going to show you the next step, the very next step. Uh, you see that throughout all of scripture. And I could really go on on that because yeah. we need to be so encouraged in that. But like taking that next step I could not like how many women I, I speak to even now who are considering working with me and they won't take the next step because I can't, they can't be proven something's going to work or they, they want everything lined up and they're just stuck. Mm-hmm. But I never had that. And honestly, very few people I know get that master plan or proof or whatever before they take any steps. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. I love, um, you know, that idea of just like, sometimes we just have to follow the one next step or like keep doing the thing that the Lord has told us to do until he tells us to do something differently. Like, yeah, I think about the passage in Jeremiah um, 29, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, super popular verse. Like for, I know the plans I have for you says the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you to give you a hope in a future. Right. We all know that. I'm sure there's a few words I missed in there, but when you look at the context of that passage, the people, his people are in exile and he has just gotten finished telling them like, don't listen to these false prophets. Listen to this prophet that I'm sending. That's reassuring you that I have plans and purposes for you and that I'm going to get you out of exile, but not yet. But while you're waiting, go ahead and, and keep working on and working with the people and the land that you're on right now. Like live life. Don't just sit there and complain and like not do anything. Like do the thing while you're waiting for my master plan to unfold, right? I'm going to tell you what that master plan is, but I am going to tell you to keep doing the thing that's right in front of you 
until plant I gardens. You know, very specific. Plant gardens. Right. M- marry. Have children. Do good for the city. Pray for the city. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's like not even. And and I love that you bring up this exile and you're like bringing the context that verse because if you're struggling with health problems, I don't care whether anything from weight to a diagnosis to chronic pain, you are in exile. You are in physical exile because you, you like our bodies were designed to be in kingdom bodies where there is no pain and there is no sickness, but we are suffering under just the presentness of the effects of sin. And so we're in a, we're in an exile spiritually and physically where we're not experiencing what we should be in that, that, and God's like, still keep pressing in. Don't just be like, I put my hands up and I'm, I'm just giving up because I'm not where, where I want to be. Or, or even, I think that there's space for being mad at God or grieving or wondering what, you know, like there's space for those emotions or even anger, but, but also not saying, well, God, you must not be involved at all. Cause you, you've left me in exile. Um, I totally had those feelings where like, hello, are my prayers not holy enough? Like, what do I need to do to get your attention? But I now look back and it is really just so clear how he provided for me every time, whether it was financially. Honestly, I'm looking at my examples I had written down. Most of them are financial. Also, side note, <laughs> like, um, because let's be real, health has a very real financial component to it. Um, but yeah, like we are living in exile and that I love that verse maps perfectly on mm-hmm. onto what you're talking about with health. Yeah. So will you share with us just a little bit, you kind of, you kind of alluded to this, but will you share with us just a little bit about like how your relationship with the Lord has changed or grown over the years and like the ups and downs of your health as you're seeking the Lord through those issues? Yeah. yeah. So what I would love to do is actually just share a little bit of something that the Lord has been teaching me recently mm-hmm. that has to do with like totally reframing how I see my past, particularly in terms of health, but even what is going on in my present. And that has to do with the word suffering. Mm-hmm. Ooh, suffering, mm-hmm. the favorite. You're like, mm, can we not? But, but okay. I want to, I want to read a verse to start us off and then we're just jump in. So listen to this. We are pressed in on every side, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we're not driven into despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies, our bodies are continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. That's 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 10, Paul speaking. So, I felt like the Lord recently has been speaking to me about the fact that suffering and the places where we experience wilderness in our spirit spirits, maybe we're, we're, we're having that feeling of Lord, where are you? Why are you letting this happen to me? Why am I not finding the doctor I need to work with or the, or the right diet I need to have? Why can I not escape? Why am I going to bed in pain every single night and waking up in pain? Um, I felt like the Lord, like those seasons are true wilderness. And I felt like the Lord was saying to me, those wilderness seasons are put part of what define your calling in your identity. I'm not saying that necessarily every person who has sickness problems is going to become a health professional, but it it is part of what God is like sowing in that time frame to shape you in such a way that you are fit to do your calling in the future. Again, not with our hands very open. We don't really fully know what that is. Almost like going back to that Jeremiah 29. The Lord's like, I know the plans I have for you. (laughs) 
you might not know them. And I have like total sympathy because I still remember that pain that I was in. It was so specific and so sharp. I remember it. I felt like the Lord wanted to honor and first off say, you shared in my suffering, that physical pain, that chronic pain, that chronic illness. I'm only speaking, speaking directly to your listeners because women are disproportionately affected by chronic illness and chronic pain than men. Statistically, typically two out of three, every three people struggling from chronic pain and illness are women, not men. Um, so he's saying, he said to me, those places of suffering, you're not called to, but also I'll share with you right now. I'm on some food restrictions for life because that's how I feel good in my body. I have figured out a really good, what I can actually eat. I can eat as much of that as I want, but there are things I can't eat like gluten and all grains. So corn and rice and dairy, that's specific to me. And I'm at peace with it for the most part, but I realized really recently that it's sad. Like it's somewhat lonely while I'm completely happy with how I feel in my body. And I felt like the Lord say to me, you are in a continual fast. Mm. He like wanted to breathe power into the fact that when we make choices in our health that says, I'm going to not do something for one reason to, to like get a better exchange, but I'm like sad that I'm missing out on that thing Mm -hmm. that, that the Lord is actually saying you are, you're sharing in my suffering. Um, and, and going back, I want to just read, we're pressed on every side by troubles, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not driven to despair. I mean, how many, how much of us, that's what's going on when you're like trying to find a doctor and they're like, your labs look normal. Everything is fine. We don't know why you're in pain. I don't know if you have, if you're, if this sounds familiar to you from people you've worked with. Um, but, but, but we are not destroyed. And that's, like my walk with the Lord has gotten so much stronger and I have seen so many more dimensions because what it says at the end of that verse is that, that we share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. And unfortunately, because I feel like the church doesn't talk a lot about how to honor those who are suffering in a very physical way. We talk about maybe you're suffering for Christ. You're like being persecuted or whatever. Like it's almost like poo-pooed, like, ah, eh, whatever you're sick, everyone's sick. It's like, you don't get it. If you're like chronically ill, it's like a big deal. It impacts your whole, it's like amazing if you took a shower that day, you know, or like took care of your kids, right? Fed them. Um, Prior to reading this verse that I read very recently, I had never personally thought that my body was that my suffering in my body was even comparable to the suffering that Paul had. And it really felt like, like the Lord, that's just one new thing that he's doing in my life. I love that. That is so good. I like, am feeling encouraged over here. (laughs) Uh, Tell me more. I mean, I'm curious how that hits you because honestly, this is, this is new. I had, this is the first time I've shared it anywhere. I have even more things to share, but but like, what, what do you hear and what do you know, like either for you personally or, or for your listeners that what you know yeah, about them? For sure. So I think it goes right along. I mean, it's, it's a more in-depth explanation of something I feel like I talk about a lot and like what I've been experiencing, which is that your health journey can really be an avenue to deepening your relationship with the Lord. So that's kind of how I, I put it, but this just really puts more description and language around it because like, this is why this is how, like you're going through this struggling and you're going through this pain. And like, this is, you know, this is part of it. Like we get to see more of the glory of Christ in our suffering because of that. 
And not only that, but even taking it one step further, like other people get to see Christ in us because of how we handle suffering, right? If I think if you look in, I'm, I think it's in James, I want to say it's in James, um, that talks about like, um, when you're suffering, like find joy in it, essentially that's Lauren's paraphrase version. <laughs> you mean, um, the, Oh, the considerate pure joy, many brothers, when you face yes, trials, yes, many yes, kind? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First chapter. Is it in James? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. James cool. one. Anyways, I was like, well, I could find it really quick, but that's going to take too much time anyways. So yeah, that's what I think about, like how we handle suffering and how we handle pain. Like we don't give up because the Lord has promised to always be with us. And he, he promises that he has a plan. Even if we don't know that plan, it is to the benefit of other people seeing how we handle our suffering. If we choose to trust in that plan, regardless of whether we understand it or see it or know what the next step is, like our purpose on earth is to spread the kingdom of God, to share his love and to introduce other people to relationship with Jesus. Like, yeah, just if you keep that perspective, it uh, just helps you think about everything so much differently. Yeah, no. Um, can I share a, a prayer that I felt like the Lord, just like Holy Spirit just spoke into me to share with your audience that, you know, if they're like identifying with this conversation that they could pray themselves or join in on. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So sweet. So this is the prayer. I, I They're called handcrafted prayer. If you just like write a prayer, just so you can like read it. There's nothing special about them. Anyone can do them. But this is just what I felt like the Holy Spirit was pouring out. The prayer is Abba. I dedicate my fast to you. Though I feel weak in my fast, I know that in my weakness, you are made strong. So father, I ask you be strong on my behalf. Show yourself strong for me. I wait for you, Jesus, my bridegroom. And in my fast, I remember that this world is not my own. You have overcome this world. I wait for you, Jesus, to return and make all things right again. Please protect my mind, my body, my children, and my family. And where you call us to fast, give me the strength to walk through this daily and to not run away from it. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for honoring the fast that I choose to give. I do choose to give it. I love you, Father. Amen. 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 That is so good. Yeah. And and, and I love the, the idea of the fast, like even how you described, like you, you are choosing food restrictions right now, because that's how your body feels best. And that's something that I talk about a lot on the podcast is um, like just slowing down enough to recognize like how you are feeling and what might be causing these feelings and like making your choices based on that instead of on, you know, well, that worked for someone else. So I'm going to do it. It's like, well, start recognizing inside yourself, but then it's like, you, you took it a step further and you're like, no, like I don't, as I'm wrestling with, well, I really miss those foods and I wish I could eat them and I'm feeling different and left out and all of those things. It's no, I I'm doing this to honor the Lord. And that's part of, um, you know, taking care of the temple, our bodies that the Lord has gifted us with, um, is, is coming to those conclusions and those mindsets and like living in that truth that, you know, this is a way to honor the Lord and this is a fast for him. And, um, and I love too, that like, it's in his strength, like, we're going to be weak in all of it. Um, if we're doing it on our own strength, like what's the point of seeking the Lord? <laughs> yeah. And Lauren, one, one other thing 
that I like to do that I have found recently has been soothing. It doesn't totally take away all the pain of, for example, food restrictions. But if someone like makes a comment like, wow, that's a lot of food restrictions, or if I'm feeling frustrated, but especially if someone says it to me, a lot of times, like, kid you not, whether they are a believer, non-believer, whether I've known them for 30 seconds or two years, if somebody makes a comment about it, I will say, you know, it is, but we live in a broken world and my body is broken, but in heaven, I can eat, I'm going to eat anything. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes I'll say like, I'm going to eat a croissant because croissant for whatever is like my go-to, like, you know, you just don't do grain-free croissants. It's like not a thing, thin and flaky. Um, so all that being said, the, the reality is it's like so true. We live in a broken world. Why would should we be surprised if there's murder when it's like, doesn't make any sense and there shouldn't be murder when there's divorce. And like, that is not what God designed, but it happens when there's wars, when like all these things, fires, floods, like the crazy stuff you're seeing happening in the world right now, bullying, all the things we're experiencing that as Christians, our first response is often like, yeah, it's a broken world. I'm angry. I have trauma, like all these things. But when it comes to our health, we're kind of like, I shouldn't be sick. We have medicine now. Like, So true. So true. Like, like you might have something that medicine's never going to fix. Medicine might never fix the fact that I am sensitive to corn, rice, wheat, and dairy. That's a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I can choose. I can, it's either going to be hard to eat those foods and feel like crap, or it's going to be hard to not eat those foods, but at least have the energy to do what I want to do and be passionate about the things I want to be passionate about and be present for my daughter. So it's going to be hard because we live in a broken world. Mm -hmm. And the one thing is, is that I will eat those foods and have no pain in heaven. So I don't know if that's helpful for your listeners or not. I mean, it's helpful to me even. (laughs) No, I love that. And I love that you're like so open to share, you know, even with strangers or people who don't believe, you know, I believe in heaven. That's my hope. My hope is that I don't have to live in this broken world all the time. Like I think of that scripture that says Christ in you, the hope of glory, like Christ is strengthening you to make those choices. And now he's using it as a witness, like we already talked about. Um, But something else you said really stuck out to me about, you know, because we live in this broken world, like we don't just have to, you know, I mean, we do have to deal with it to an extent, but like we can still make choices to live with the most energy that we can and like take the best care of our bodies that we can. Um, and you had mentioned this when you were talking about your story, even like, you know, you had to step away from your job in ministry. And I think about how often like our health or even just like the brain power required to deal with our health stuff keeps us from living out the ministry that the Lord has for us, you know, whether that's motherhood, whether that's um, you know, something in a full-time job or whether that is within a church, local church context, um, like whatever it is or missionary work, even I know of some missionaries who couldn't go, weren't allowed to go overseas because of health issues. And, yes. and that's one of, one of the many reasons that I feel really passionate about, um, health as Christians and being able to make the most informed choices that we can based on how God is leading us because then he can truly use us for the purposes that he has for us. And we can be most effective in that, I guess. Yeah. Um, It's so beautiful. So good. Well, that wraps up another episode of the healthy and empowered living podcast. Thanks for listening today. If you're loving what you hear, would you share this podcast with a friend? Also, it would make my day to hear from you. Will you be so kind as to head over to Apple Podcasts, rate the show, and write a short review? That helps me to know what you want to hear more of and helps more women find the show, learn, and be encouraged too. 
Lastly, if you're not already a part of the Joyful Health for Christian Moms Facebook community, we'd love to have you. We aren't meant to do this thing alone, so come find the support you need as you're living healthy and empowered.